Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and I am here live, kind of, sort of, not really live, audio only here. So many technical difficulties going on on my <laughs> end and my end alone. I am here live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey. I'm the only guy who has four different studios. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like NBC, ABC, CBS. I'm a legend. I'm, a, I'm like a late night talk show that's on every network here. From the Omni in Atlanta. So I, wish the, I wish the Omni was still alive. I would totally do a show live from there. But, of course, it's show number 74. And behind the glass is none other than Dave Sturcio, who is doing 17 podcasts today, <laughs> starting at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. He's going to have no voice. He's going to be bored mm-hmm. to death. And he's just going to just probably yell out. He'll be, he'll be delirious at the end of the day, just yelling out <laughs> random cowboys from the 70s. That's what he'll do. <laughs> But he's here replacing, not replacing, uh, filling in for Chris Gucci, but they both do the show anyway, so it don't matter. Uh, it's always a different show with Dave and Chris, two different personalities. They're, of course, they are the owners of uh, Chop Sports, and you can catch them on Chop Sports uh, Daily on their network, and uh, it's a good show. covers a lot of different stuff, and also Dave has his own podcast called A Sit Down with Sturge, which is a, a very, very good show, and uh, so you can check that out. So... Uh, let's see, David. I am um, show number seventy-four. Uh, we're getting up to the mid seventies now. We've had a little bit of a rough fifteen weeks since this is the number sixty. Have you thought about die. have you have you thought about what you're gonna do like for show one hundred or like I? I but the only thing I know right now is on show number ninety-nine. I'm not gonna go with Judge. <laughs> <laughs> Although, because by then I have to edit up, so that's twenty-five more weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss the Yankees in a second. I don't want to <laughs> aggravate myself before. Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know about show 100. I have to think about that. My producers are racing, racing toward <laughs> figuring out with another segment. But I'm going to go, listen, I think as soon as you hear number 74, the first thing you think of is Little House on the Prairie and the wonderful Merlin Olson, who was on Little House on the Prairie for a long time. <laughs> oh he also... God. I didn't realize that. Now, I'm not going to do him. Only thing, but I always should, because Merlin Olson to me, first of all, he's like a Hall of Famer. He was a great player in the NFL, and then he went on to do like he was on uh, all those shows on NBC. He was on Little House on the Prairie for a long time. I remember as a kid watching, and then I forgot he did like football games for NBC for like for 20 years. Like this guy, well rounded, well rounded. Yeah, and then he got some uh, that mesotheliomia with the with the with the asbestos and he died only at 69 but i realized i should do it for merlin olson only because of his wonderful performance on little house of the prairie now someone's driving off the road right now the fact that i'm <laughs> talking about merlin olson with little house of the prairie that's which, where this show is gone right? by yes, the way <laughs> well listen i have an older sister so when you have an older sister little house of the prairie was on in our house uh after school my entire you know teenhood um but i'm gonna go with a giant a lot of people know, Giant fans know him, but uh, there's a connection uh, to you, of course, Dave, because he played with the Jets his last two years. I know you're setting up your family to be just big oh, Jet yeah. fans. <laughs> but uh, those of you scoring at home, uh, Dave has two kids. It just turns out his wife's <laughs> family are kind of Jet fans, so I decided to just uh, just completely lie to the American public and say that <laughs> Dave is really bitter towards his kids because they're all Jet fans now, even though they're only they're only two and three months yeah, old. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my, heart, my heart bleeds for the Jets fans right now. I'm real jealous of everything yeah, that's going then, on in and New then, York. And then I got to tell you, I after, after me bringing this up and you guys did your annual little uh, prediction, you have the Jets going 5-0. and oh. I'm just saying, I know you love your kids, <laughs> and for the first time ever, you have the Jets going five and zero. So I, I think I, I have a major influence in the Sturcho family. <laughs> uh, I get texts from Dave's wife all the time saying, "Thank you, thank you." Half our family are Jet fans. We got to get rid of this Cowboy stuff. But I digress about that. But it's a running gag with the Jets, and neither one of us really hate the Jets. They're just the Jets. Um, but I went with a guy played for the Giants from '86 to '94. Got drafted at '86. Got a ring, two Super Bowl rings. His name is Eric Howard, defensive tackle. Um, and the, he was a very, very good player. 33 sacks. You know, he played with a lot of Lawrence Taylor. So, and, you know, uh, Pepper Johnson and um, and uh, Leonard Marshall and Carl so, Banks. So, so every, sometimes, 
so every so, every tackle every tackle he would get you would do the old famous and Taylor funny I was I was gonna I was gonna like send him a message on Instagram saying I noticed that every tackle you made a number 56 is in the video like <laughs> even if it's an arm or wristband flying by um I yeah. still say uh, just to switch to Lawrence Taylor for a second part of my funniest videos I think if you watch videos of the Giants that they have, you know, on YouTube and all this stuff. Some of the videos, LT had nothing to do with the play, but all you see <laughs> is sometimes LT would go wide and try to get the quarterback, you know, and the quarterback would sometimes release the pass. But just as he released it, you would see going behind him, like the flash, this number 56 <laughs> would just fly by. And you could see the quarterback is like, whoa, whoa what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> like if, I, if I hesitated one more step. But anyway... But Eric Howard was a decent player, but he's really, he's known for one, I think, a major thing. With two minutes and 45 seconds ago, Montana under center here, trying to wind things up in the NFC Championship game in 1990. And the announcers were raving about Roger Craig and how good he was. Handoff left side. How Eric Howard hits him with his helmet. Ball sprung loose. And who dives on it? Mr. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Giants get the ball back. I didn't realize. Man, the Giants were so going to lose that game. It was two minutes and 40 seconds ago. So they were killing uh, the, clock. It was, nine, all, it was all she wrote. Well, you know, I guess, listen, a lot of things go wrong. They were at the 43 with the ball, first down, and Roger Craig had just got their first rushing first down of the game. Oh, so wow. It, it was a very hot, contested game. I'm guessing that probably with the timeouts and everything, the Giants, if, if they – they either would have been down by eight if the Niners scored. I'm, I'm guessing the Giants would have only uh, – Niners would have kicked the field goal. Probably would have been Giants down by four with 40 seconds to go, 50 seconds to go. You never know. But fumble on a carpet. Just if that's the way the NFL is. Sometimes you fumble. Mm-hmm. I fumbled many times in my life. But it was picked <laughs> up. You know, So Eric Howard made the hit, and uh, a lot of people remember from that. But he played with the Giants till 94. And then he played two years with the Jets, which I don't remember that, but he must have been shot by then, and we probably had other guys filling in. But uh, then the Giants started to stink for a while. But uh, So that's it. Eric Howard, number 74 on the New York Giants. Now, who do you got, Dave? Uh, mine's a little bit better than Eric Howard, but no disrespect to the man who, uh, who who basically got the Giants to the Super Bowl with that beautiful, um, you know, forced fumble, which is a is an unforgiving stat. Nobody ever actually talks about forced fumbles. Those are huge. Those are huge. As long as you recover them, they're huge. Uh, my guy is a uh, seven team first, <laughs> seven time first team All Pro, se- uh, two times second team, eleven time Pro Bowler, NFL All Sixties team, NFL All Seventies team, the NFL Seventy Fifth Anniversary team, the NFL One Hundredth Anniversary team. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Lilly, number seventy four, yes. the Dallas Cowboys, one of the greatest, okay. if not the greatest, cowboy of all time. Okay, uh, no doubt. And I remember as a kid, I, everybody loved Bob Lilly. Um, and even though I wasn't really a cowboy fan, that was when he when he was really really good. I was young, Mr. And, cowboy. Uh, but I got to meet them when I hosted that New York Giants first uh, cowboy basketball game with Joe Cavino and James Canowitz down in Tom's River. Oh, okay. And Bob Lilly didn't play, uh, but I felt bad because there was a lot of cowboy fans in the arena, you know, and uh, it was more cowboy fans than Giant fans because the Giants had like. Joe Morris and Stephen Baker, like, and the current Cowboys. I can't believe Joe Cavino got. There was like seven starting Cowboys playing basketball. Cavino's Cavino's connected. <laughs> yeah, he's Mister Cowboy for sure with that stuff. But all of a sudden, like Bob Lilly showed up, you know, and I could tell like some of the older fans were like, "Oh, yeah," because he was older and he, you know, it was Bob Lilly. But he doesn't look big anymore, you know. And by the way, those guys now, like Bob Lilly, would be starting secondary for the Jets this year if he wanted to play again. <laughs> but I felt bad because I'm like, I was like, "Hey, man, so nice to meet you." Yeah, you know, I was, I was very reverent, you know, because he's on every all. I mean, he's arguably. I mean, outside of Stallback, well, you can make the argument that it's like Stallback and Bob Lilly, or, or maybe Bob Lilly first. I don't even I know. I think Bob anyway. Lilly, they labeled him as Mr. Cowboy. Like, he's yeah, the guy. I mean, he's the guy. But I felt bad. Like, some of the nine-year-old kids that just wanted to see the current players, <laughs> looking at Bob Lilly was like just looking at some grandfather, you know. Um, <laughs> it's the same way when I do comedy now. The kids look at me in the audience. Like, <laughs> matter of fact, I think I'm going to go on stage from here on in as Bob Lilly. <laughs> there you go. They'll have no... Ladies, like, and then, and and then the kids, the kids will go home and be like, "Who'd you see tonight?" I, Bob Lilly does stand up, <laughs> by the way. 
And then all of a sudden, Bob Lilly will be announced at an NFL dinner at Jimmy right. Palumbo. But, uh, but, uh, this is now... Sim- the, the, easy, easy, simple mix-up. <laughs> simple mix-up. <laughs> this podcast is now called the Bob Lilly Podcast. There uh, it is. But that's a good one. Bob Lilly's a great... I, I saw it there, and I said, well... Uh, I knew you were doing the show with me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let Dave have his Bob Lilly. When I do the show with Chris, he does usually shitty Packers. I think mm-hmm. they're shitty. Um, I knew you were going to pick a, uh, uh, a, you know, once I saw it, I asked, he's got to go with Bob Lilly. So that's it. All right. Eric Howard and Bob Lilly. Uh, they don't exactly go on the podium together that often, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think Bob Lilly knows who Eric Howard is, nor should he. But uh, all right. Other big news. My Patreon through the roof. Um, you predicted last week that I would have two more. Sadly, it was only one more. <laughs> I came in and said, you, you bet the over. Good bet, legitimate bet. Yeah, and I it. came in with one extra. It's a guy named, and it's an odd one, too. One, again, I love, I have three family members now. Okay, the entire Palumbo family is a big family, and I only have three. Okay, my sister, <laughs> uh, my, sister my, uh, my mother, and my cousin Joey, Madison's dad over there at Chop Sports. But my old fraternity buddy, Rob Pastor, he graduated maybe 80, I graduated 87, he might have graduated 85, 86, or maybe it was the same year. I don't, you never know. Half my Kappa Sigs took the eight-year plan or, you know. <laughs> um, although every time I go to reunion, I find out half the guys I hung out with weren't enrolled at Rutgers the whole time. Like, guys, back then you could, like, get away with, I guess it was before computers really kicked in, we're like... Like guys were living in the house as Rutgers students, even going to class, and then just I was, turning around and going I to was the bar. A, I was a uh, a proud graduate of the Middlesex County College, okay, and but I partied so much at Rutgers that people just kind of thought, you know, like, oh, Sturch, he goes to Rutgers. I'm <laughs> like, He's a Rutgers yeah, guy. sure. <laughs> uh, it's so great. So yeah, my buddy Rob Pastor, so I'll be sending him a little uh, sign. I got to sign a headshot and bust his chops. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to come see me in some of my shows. But I got to give a big shout out. So I upped it from five to six. We are rambling the power of social media. I went to six total Patreon subscribers. And, you know, I play Joe Rogan next week. I don't know how what the spread is there. <laughs> Palumbo lines up against Joe Rogan. Eight seconds to go inside his own five. Um, I'll pull a Daniel Jones and just, you know, just <laughs> dive towards the huddle and call it a day. Mm. But, um, but please go subscribe on Patreon. It's important. Also, my Instagram, Shitter, Twitter, TikTok, all these things. Click on subscribe, uh, whatever you got to do, and have the show down. Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, because my audience is older, there's a little pink button on every iPhone. It's called Podcast. I can't tell you how many times people go, where can I get it? I'm like, open up your phone. You see that app? They're like, oh, I never used that. I go, touch on it. Then you got to go through the Welcome to Podcast. <laughs> it's right there. And then you got to just type in Jimmy Palumbo and my show will come up. Then you got to hit the three little dots and just hit follow or subscribe. And that'll make me look good. But also go to Patreon if you want to support the show. It's either $3, $5, $10, do whatever you got to do. You know, support Johnny Trino and Bob (laughs) Lilly here at the Jimmy Palumbo (laughs) podcast. I have to cut a check to Bob Lilly. You know what? Uh I'm going to see if I can get Bob Lilly to support my podcast. Wouldn't that be funny if Bob Lilly? That would be hilarious, actually. Um, so that's it. And please go on my other things, Twitter, share, tick. I just, the, be, ever- the best part, no, the best part about that is, is like, we have Patreon over at shop too. And you know, there are people that have signed up initial support. It's been great. You know, we're rocking and rolling with a lot of that and we're, we're excited for everybody that does it. But the funny part is, is when like, I'm sure they don't know. But we can see when somebody hits like cancel, like, all right, I'm done. Uh, with the support. I have not commi- so, By the way, uh, I'm not being- <laughs> Uh, so the best part is I'm saying like Bob Lilly will, will commit to the $3 for the first month. Like, Hey, Jimmy, I'll support your show. Don't worry about it. And then and the next then, month you'll see like cancel. cancel. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me my $3 always, back. Uh, that, that, uh, just to, uh, I'm going to try to get every, every player I've ever named on the show to give me $3 for one month. Uh, but yeah, I, you yeah. know, you know what happens? I know what I think happens with Patreon. It's only $3 or $5 a month. Right. But I think, I think people have those moments where, Money gets tight, and they're like, ah, and they look at everything, and their wife's yelling in the background, you get too much, and she's yelling at you, buy too much this, everybody's mm-hmm. yelling, and you get at the kitchen table, and you're like, all right, I'm calling the cable company, my bill is two forty I'll see if I can get, we're getting rid of Showtime, right, they do that, then it's like, get rid what of this, this three, what is this $3 shit? What is this $3 Patreon on the Jimmy Palumbo show? That's gone. Meanwhile, though, like, it's a free that, podcast. It's a, <laughs> 
You get it for free. Why am I supporting that fat bastard? So I always wondered that. Like, I definitely think it's a family meeting around, or people switch credit cards, and next thing you know, it gets that canceled. That happens to us a couple like, times too. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hard conversation. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a hard you conversation. Go, hey, uh, hey, hey uh, Dave, yeah. uh, uh, your your credit card expired. <laughs> anyway, you give me the three dollars like that. Oh my god! Hey, can you give it's me the, so... the can you give me the three digit code that's on the back of your card right. <laughs> because the old ones you know, no good anymore. You know, it's worse too. They public publicize how many Patreon subscribers you have. There's yeah. some comedians. I will tell you this: there's some comedians who no one knows. Now they've been doing podcasts a while, and I'm not saying they have a fine show. But all of a sudden, like, ah, oh, 275,000 people are giving him three dollars a month. What? The well, guy's making, I think, you know, it's I crazy. think, um, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan, who everybody knows, really good comedian, right? right. He does one dollar, one dollar Patreon, right. and he and he has like a million subscribers. It's the, but that's a month. <laughs> I know, I know, I, mean, I know. People do cameos, and they're like, it's easy money. I sit on my couch, I say happy birthday, I, and I get you know, 150 dollars. I'm at forty dollars. Do you remember? Do you remember filming that here? Yeah, with my nipples <laughs> hanging out of my yeah. shirt. All that stuff. I didn't it's even like, change that yet. Oh no, my god! The best is the end. You're like at the end's like blah 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 blah. Book me. <laughs> I'll never forget. Oh, god, I've done so three. Good. I've done three cameos. Of Two which, for your mother. Um, one of them is from like one guy was like, "Hey, my mom likes you, so." Uh, can you do a cameo? It's like so I was once. I would do it for free. Just tell me I'll do a FaceTime. What do you mean? But you know what? I banged him for. I think it's twenty. I'm twenty five dollars. I think. Because hey. I saw some comedians were charging like eighty, and I'm like, I have more credits than you. What are you doing? I got the lowest. But when you're the lowest, every now and then you get an email from from Cameo going, "Hey, sir, uh, you know you're you're at our lowest rung. You really should be getting 40. <laughs> it's like so embarrassing. But anyway. So sir, go does sign up like for that. <laughs> so that's what it is. You, we're starting to instead of being like at the lunch table in high school, everybody's judging by how many downloads, yeah. likes, and Patreons you have. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It's awful. So uh, I think if my daughter went on went on Patreon, she would have way more subscribers than me at three dollars a month. But anyway, now this is a very depressing part of our show coming up. Now, don't worry, nobody died except for maybe my scale. Uh, and this is, uh, this is once again, this is now, this segment changes names every week. The mm -hmm. name of this segment is now the weight problem here at Shea. Okay. Uh, and whenever I say anything's at Shea, you know, something shitty is going to come out of my mouth. You know, I put that Shea, in the title last week, right? I put that in the title. I, I saw that. <laughs> laundry day here at Shea. The laundry day at, the state at Shea. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is definitely the dirt infield at the 40-yard line <laughs> with a young Namath rolling right. Um, the uh, yeah, This weight thing. Now, it's sponsored by – I got let me get the sponsor out of the way before I start to go into what's happening here. It's sponsored by your friend and mine, Absolute Eyewear. That's right. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. It's Craig and Johnine. Michaud, family owned, their brother and sister, they're licensed opticians. They got everything's over there. They got full service eyewear, sunglasses, they got safety glasses, motorcycle glasses and stuff, glasses for the kids. They got contacts, eye exams right in downtown Woodbridge, right by the train station, um, right by uh, town hall there. They got $100 off a complete pair of prescription glasses when you mention the Bob Lilly, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Palumbo podcast. And uh, matter of fact, if you mention Bob Lilly, Craig will take $10 off. I, I, that's my new promotion. If you mention Bob Lilly, you, you know what we should do? He'll take $7.40 off. $7.40, yes, that's right, $74, so $7.40. If you mention Eric Howard, the glasses are free and I'll pay for them. So. Oh I'm, going in there. I'm going in there going tonight. In there. Going tonight in there. I'm going in there. You know what? Even if they were free, a Chris still wouldn't go get his. Uh, this is very true. But um, so, yeah, go check them out. They're in, the, they're in the biz like 18 years, open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesday. And do you know why, Mr. Sturgio? Uh, because he's batting cleanup for your uh, softball team. Yeah, a softball <laughs> team that doesn't exist anymore. Well, and why are they closed on Sunday? <laughs> To watch Daniel Jones and the Giants lose. That's right. Big Giant <laughs> fans watch them stink. Um, so, matter of fact, they should, you know what? I'm going to call it. They should be open Sunday. Let's watch the Giant game. 
It's a complete loss of money at this point. Yeah, and they're Rutgers fans, too. I think they should be open all day Saturday, all day Sunday, so nobody And now, you know what? You know what it is? And now I'm really starting to finally pick up on why Janine is the way she is. (laughs) Because it's like, she hasn't seen much success in a very long time. It's probably been like a decade since any of her teams did anything. Think about it. She's a Giant fan. She goes to the Rutgers games. And she's a Knicks fan, which I didn't realize. I mean, it's horrible. Um, yeah. And she watches them too. She watches the game. She knows what she's. Which is, oh, I know. Just based off the Chop Sports I mean, Facebook uh, group, uh, I know. Uh, it's it's just awful. But uh, and matter of fact, I, in the New York area, it's, what's incredible is how huge Red Zone is in the New York City area. Only because <laughs> in the last ten years, everyone now gets Red Zone, and mm-hmm. in the last ten years, the Giants and Jets have won eight games combined. So <laughs> right. I I can't tell you how many Sundays I've had the Red Zone on. <laughs> like I don't know where you just see the Giant game come on. Giants are at the other teams at the nine yard line going in, but yes, they they're all closed on Sundays. Absolute eyewear. Um, go check them out. Um, they have. I'm not even going to do Bob Shepard today. Uh, they have Ray Ban coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu. I love the huge yawn that you just. He just. Did. He I, just I didn't. You also just said you weren't going to do it, and then you just did it anyway. I, I, <laughs> I know, but then I decided to do it. I saw you yawn. You yawned on my <laughs> Zoom thing here, Streamyard. <laughs> Uh, they have Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley's personal sunglasses, which I do every week. I find that hysterical. Um, I can't believe he doesn't own Oakley sunglasses. But they have Oakley now. Go check it out. They got everything. And the best thing about when you go to Absolute Eyewear is their famous slogan developed by me, Jimmy Plumbo, slash Bob Lilly show here. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. Uh, that's, I think, is the best slogan. I wish it was a big sign. It right needs by to be eat. outside. All right. There should right. be a big sign by, right by Eat on Route 1. It's just right yes. next to Eat. It should say Absolute Eyewear. When you leave here, you don't feel like a jerk off. Um, I can't believe a word. It's a marketing campaign. Say, yeah, I'm going to eat. So stupid. Best sign ever, by the way. Anyway, it really is. if anybody's listening, they're going to laugh. If, you don't, if you're not from Woodbridge, you don't get that joke at all. But... Um, uh, it's like pulling out of a, you know, a big shots or packies with a buzz on. The most confusing. That's like a death trap. <laughs> right, right, right. You may, you, some people make a left, means you're heading the wrong way. I'm rooting on. Right. If you, All if of you a sudden you're a down right, the shore. You gotta look like, around. <laughs> like, what yeah. am I doing? Get me home. Uh, I, I, that's a the big shot. Should be like a, a sponsor for Uber, just by saying. We know you can't really leave here with a buzz on. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that joke just came from, but go check out Absolute Eyewear. Uh, even Chris would be laughing at that. He bartended there. And, uh, and what's his name? Uh, I bounced there. I bounced there. I bro. know you did. I know you did. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. I, to me, it's Packy's Pub. That's how old I am. So Big Shots mm-hmm. was well after my time. Anyway, go check out Absolute Eyewear. Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Now, the weight loss. Weight problem, weight scenario. I had a, I was all pumped to have a good week, and it didn't go my way at all. I'm, I am now. We are, we are in, we are in serious. I, I'm. You know what? I, I think I'm going to call this the Thibodeau uh, section of the show. <laughs> I, I. First of all, there's no doubt. I know. I said I, I wouldn't go over 200, or this whole segment is canceled. But weigh-ins are at my discretion. Okay, so I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind. I was like one of those 1970s boxers in between fights. <laughs> I didn't weigh in. I know I flew over 200. I was eating oh, like shit. No. I was down the shore eating hot dogs and burgers. I didn't, I didn't even. I, I didn't see a piece of lettuce all week or any fresh vegetables. Um, it was hot out. I was drinking beer. So, but I did. You know, the last three days I made a little comeback, a little. Uh, you know, like a young Ken Norton. I, I last week I was one ninety nine point one, and I came in uh, this week at um, one eighty nine point nine. So now, excuse me, one ninety eight point nine. I was gonna say, how the fuck got, did you drop eleven pounds? I was like, I got, dys- I got, dys- I want to get dyslexia. All of a sudden. Uh, dyslexia, um, yeah, holy shit. So I uh, now again that means a weight loss of point two pounds now. <laughs> On September 3rd, Rutgers opens up with Boston College on the road. It's a big game for the Scarlet McKnights. And I have to get down to 192. And I'd say if fans are starting to file out right now, yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> they are leaving. I have, to do, I have to leave. You know what it is? I need one big If I get one big week, 
Uh, What it really means is if I don't eat for one week, I can maybe (laughs) get close. Because remember, last time I failed, but I made a wild scramble at the end drinking water. I know. that's I'm awful. I started playing pickleball. actually went to the gym. Started playing pickleball again. uh, But I'm bummed. You know what? I'm just... just, I think I might just balloon up. I'm thinking maybe I'll get more work. If I just the weight instead of the weight is called the weight gain show. Look Every what happened. I say how much I gained. Look what it did for like James Gandolfini. You know what I'm saying? Like you I know, never he know. Became a fat <laughs> fuck, and you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly doing the Jonah Hill method of acting here by <laughs> by starting out his career being the fat guy, and all of a sudden he thinks he's like a ladies' man because he lost 175 pounds. <laughs> but um, another jerk off. But uh, so that's it. So fans at home, I'm struggling with my weight. My sister's going to be listening to this. She's going to be highly agitated. Um, but she came up with the stupid ass segment. I'm like mad at my sister now. Why'd you make me do this? I'm not that fat yet. But um, anyway, so that's it. Uh, hopefully I'll lose some weight next week and we'll figure it out. Now, I got to just mention the heat uh, and not the Miami heat. I don't know about you, but I have been. I have been sweating my ass off. I feel like I, I, it never rains anymore. Like we don't have, we're like, it's like, we're in like, this is like LA now. It never rains here. And when it does rain, it rains really hard for 74 seconds. Okay. <laughs> it's called Bob Lilly rain. And then all of a sudden it, it, it it's, it's a hundred, it's 98 degrees again. I mean, like everybody's lawn is, is brown. It's you get in your car, getting in your car. It's like 5,000 degrees. I am sick of the heat. I can't wait. Uh, it's just, I mean, if you really, you must be, it's been hot. Sweating your I, ass uh, off. It's a- yeah, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude, so I, I don't like the heat at all. I mean, for liberties, I get to go to my father's house. He's got a beautiful in-ground pool, you know, so I get to kind of indulge over there. But if I can't get to a pool, I don't have any desire to be out there. So, like, the best invention that's <laughs> ever created is central air conditioning, and that's what I'm, yes. like, I'm not even, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, I sweat it's just hot. easily. Now, so, yeah. Now, now, I know in middle of January, we'll be having the same conversation. Hey, it's been cold for two weeks, but yeah. uh, that's the way it is. In New Jersey, you get four seasons. Nah, give me the uh, fall. Of which, yeah, two of the seasons, the Knicks stink, and and two of the seasons <laughs> were hot or cold. That's how it works. Um, but, yeah, enough. I don't know if you've seen, you know, Lake Mead, that big reservoir out in Arizona out there. It's the largest reservoir in the world, okay? Okay. It has shrunk. It, 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 it provides the water for the entire Southwest, okay? But it's been shrinking. They found a World War II plane just suddenly emerged. They're finding bodies every day. Are you bodies serious? In, look, look it up. Lake Mead and bodies. So you got to Google. <laughs> they're finding. Here's my, my favorite thing, though. Is they, they're finding bodies in barrels with gunshot wounds to their head because you're not far from Vegas. And the poor sheriff had to go up oh and said, well, God. we found we found another body in a barrel with a gunshot wound. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. So we're assu- we're assuming it wasn't accidental. Like, <laughs> actually, like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to say it was a homicide, but he had to go like when you when you're a body in a barrel, odds are you didn't do it yourself. <laughs> so it's like but they say they're finding guns. I guess people, I guess people used to go out and just throw stuff in the water. Uh, every, every, literally every other day they're finding, and one guy thinks it was his father who died in like a jet ski accident, in like 73. Oh, and he's like, but the How's DNA, they have to, I know it's like, you find out, how did you find your dad? Oh, it was a drought. So he like, you know, <laughs> but stop raining. I just, so, I don't know. and then I start thinking like, what? literally, I think they said the lake has moved in. Like, I think it was like something like so many thousands of feet above sea level. And now with the drought, they said they're in like a super drought over the last 10 years. And now the lake is like, there's like all these docks that boats used to be at. And it's like, it's like, it, it looks like Friedman's Pond in Colonia now. And it's providing, <laughs> <laughs> nobody gets that joke. Three, uh, anybody from Colonia just drove off the road. Um, I didn't say Milton Lake, but the, uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. But if you Google, you read about it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. They're finding, I, guess, I guess those Vegas guys drive him out to Lake Mead, shoot him in the head, put him in a barrel. Maybe they're going to find Jimmy Hoffa out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> All this time, I thought he was underneath MetLife. That's it. And meanwhile, you know, I get, well, what if someone's still alive in the barrel? They open it up and he's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the hell was that? I was dying in there. I was waiting for the drought. <laughs> Imagine, and the mobster probably said to him, listen, we're in the middle of a drought. you got to wait this out, and that's your punishment. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's probably like it's probably like begging for mercy, like please, sir, please, I don't want to do this. So I'm like, yeah, we'll let you out when there's a drought, right? And like, <laughs> next thing you know, he's like, holy shit, it's a drought. <laughs> It's great. He comes out with like a, a white suit looking like Saturday Night Fever. Like, hey, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's been hot. It's been awful. Uh, which brings me to uh, my beloved New York Yankees. Uh, listen, I don't care what anybody says. This Yankee team is soft. They are so... Whatever's going on with the Mets is the exact opposite going on in the Bronx. This team is so... so without judge... I swear to God, this team would be in last place without Aaron Judge. There's no <laughs> doubt. I in the last 20 games, they're seven and 13. In the last 40 games, I think they are uh, uh, they're 20 and 20. And in the last 50 games, they're 28 and 22, which is just a journeyman effort in, in baseball. Yeah, but they, here I'll cu- I'll cut they, you off real quick. No, uh, they're on, also- I know, I know, I know you're going to say they got 170 on it, but dude, when you watch the games. First of all, they've had seven shutout losses in how many games? 109. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so seven <laughs> times they didn't score a run. And how many times do you turn the game on? Oh, the Yankees are on. It's like 8-15. The game started at 7 and turn it on. And we'll go to the fifth. The Yankees, of course, have not gotten a hit. They're either no hit through five or they have zero runs through six. Uh, this team just doesn't hit. Uh, and to make it worse, they get rid of Gallo who I'm a better hitter than Gallo. And Gallo is 2 for 10 with the Dodgers, but they're 5 and 0. Yankees have it's the curse of the Gallo now. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Yankees got to drink more Gallo wine. Now, there's <laughs> reasons for it. Rizzo now is hurt and Rizzo of course um he was only this week 2 for 11, but he did have two home runs. He's been proving me wrong. I, all my predictions are wrong. Uh, Lindor is now hitting 270. He, his average went up 30 points. Rizzo actually hit some bombs, um, but he's still batting 227. So I still think he stinks. Everybody loves him but me. Uh, maybe I'll have him on the show. I'll tell him he stinks. And um, or maybe I'll have Bob Lilly call him up and tell him he stinks. Um, <laughs> but uh, listen, Giancarlo Stanton is hurt. Now, you know, Stanton in the middle of the lineup, Stanton with batting average was starting to drop as well. I think he's batting 230 himself. But there's something about having him in the middle of that lineup. It gives you something else to. The Yankees have just been toothless. Um, but you know, Rizzo's been hurt. Stanton's been out. Um, uh, the, the Yankees' starting pitching, I think, is a mess for two reasons. Cole can't use the sticky stuff, and he is an average pitcher and has been since he came to the Yankees. And their their bullpen, who was lights out, but remember though, when the bullpen was doing really well, we were like, ah. Oh, who is this guy, Holmes? No one ever heard of him. Now his ERA is .0009. And what did I say months ago? Yeah, but wait till it gets a little sticky against the Mets or Houston. And he comes in. seems like he blows every save now. Um, a lot of their bullpen is just letting them down. The starting pitching stinks. and But mainly, they just don't hit. Um, and the, the, you watch the games. You just see it. This team, they, I think they're playing scared. Um and I, I just don't like the way the Yankees look right now. They're a 500 team over the last 40 games, which means if they're only up nine games in the loss column, I will guarantee you there will be a pennant race this year. I think the Yan- I think it's going to be a four or five game lead a little bit after Labor Day. Um, and I, I, I just think this team is heading backwards. Um, I know they've won a decent amount of games. They still have the best record in baseball tied with the Mets. But when you watch the Met games, it's like it's like an energy thing. You just feel it. It comes through the screen. Buck Showalter looks like he's like, I'm not going to make one mistake all year. And Aaron Boone is just yelling out, arguing balls and strikes. All he does, I feel bad for Aaron Boone because he. I hope he calls up Nick Steinbrenner's and be like, hey, listen, you're going to pay my fines because the umpires always call shitty strikes on us. And so I have to go out there and get thrown out. I get fined $30,000. He comes out there, he's throwing his gum. He's yelling at the um, upstairs. <laughs> the at gum him. toss. Yeah, the gum <clears throat> toss. I don't know. But listen, it's it's not all. The Yankees have plenty of time to recoup. They, they're, they, they're up by nine games. They have time to figure it out. But you just get the sense that something is off. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to get that mojo back. I just don't know. God forbid Judge a, gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, Judge, knock on wood, has, has been – very healthy, still MVP of the, of the league right now with 43 home runs as we do this podcast, and he's batting 301. 
So he's definitely like the best player in baseball. And you're right. The, the, the fact that Stanton's not in the lineup, nobody could be protected. You know what I mean? Like Rizzo being out yeah. of the lineup yesterday, nobody could be protective around Judge. So like you could pitch around him. You used to not be able to do that because, you know, they were stacked. They were, the, the lineup was ridiculous. Um, there are some bright spots, but yeah, for the most part, the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been a little gloomy. Um, but this, this has to be that, you know, they had to come back down to reality. They were beating the brakes off of everybody, you know? So like you would, you would assume that the, the, the length of the season and stuff, you know, now they're, you know, they're showing their not true colors. They're just showing that they're just like any other team. They're going through it right now. And I think that, uh, I It'll just right. I just get the feeling they're going to limp in and get bounced in a playoff. That's the feeling. I don't know, man. This, and I'll this tell you one thing. Different. I mean, the, the I've been out and about the last two weeks. The Mets have taken. I mean, you're wearing your Yankee hat. Uh, the Mets, and this happened in L.A. when the Red Sox won in the early in the early aughts. You don't see Yankee hats. Everybody and their brother is wearing Mets hats. I was at, doing comedy this weekend. Half the, it's just Mets, 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 Mets. They're, they're the hot team right now. Uh, they got the new owner. They got Showalter. They got um, Alonzo hitting bombs. And, and mainly, I, and now you're more of a, an aficionado on sports stats. But when's the last time any team going into the playoffs had Scherzer, DeGrom, and arguably the best closer in baseball? If, they, if those two guys don't get hurt, and the Mets make the playoffs, they're unbeatable. Sorry. They can pitch Scherzer and DeGrom, like, and, they, and they have a lead now in the division, so they could set that up. You got Scherzer and DeGrom pitching in a five- or seven-game series. Dear God. And you got Diaz, who's been lights out this year. But I will say to you Mets fans, he's been lights out. But everybody knows if you've watched this guy pitch over the years, this year, he's lights out. Uh, let's face it, Diaz, Diaz, you know, uh, he can walk guys and blow saves. He's done it his whole career, except for this year. Um, but my God, Scherzer and DeGrom, if they're on, that's got to be the best two one-two punch in the playoffs in years. In years. I don't remember. Right, it reminds me it, it reminds me of like when the Diamondbacks had like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling or something like that, Correct. where you just Correct. knew, you just knew that like those first two games are going to be brutal. And then you could either pitch game six or seven. You can go back to them. And these guys are three-day rest guys. Um, the only the only thing is, let's face it, DeGrom and Scherzer, um, you know, they're made out of glass. So all it takes is like, you know, that one pitch and uh, DeGrom and, the, and here comes the trainer and then he's out three weeks. Um, but, man, they're exciting to watch. And watching uh, DeGrom pitch yesterday, I mean, my God, he struck out the first 17 guys. Um, yeah. You know, he was just dominant, striking out guys. And Diaz pitched well. Um, I don't, you know, listen, the Mets are playing great. There's just no other way to describe that. And um, it looks like the Braves finally came back down to earth, and there you go. So that's it about my sports. Um, I know we, but, you know, that's what was on my mind. Now, things that are not sports-related, I am having um, issues with my car. Okay, now, I hate when people on podcasts talk about car issues, but mine is very unique. I have a car. 2011 Hyundai Serrata here, Shay. Um, and my light bulbs are going out in various... I actually now have a chart. I literally... First, my brake light would go off. Then the, then the brights wouldn't work. Then the right bulb wouldn't work. Then the parking lights. Then those fog lights, which no one even knows how to operate. On the, on the, the thing on your car, that little thing. You, there's all those... It looks like hieroglyphics. You don't know. Like, I don't know. It should say fog lights. F-O-G. I don't know what that little thing means. Um, I'm, I'm literally in... I've had this car for two and a half years. And I would say I've replaced 16 bulbs. So I get pulled over for it. Thank God I dropped the beer league card. If the guy uh, is, you know, if I look, he looks like the age of beer league. I'm like, yeah, I'm Johnny Trino in beer league. Oh, really? And he calls it in and they're like, let him go. Let him go. He's Johnny Trino. But I can't think I'm losing my mind. So what I do is I keep all the bulbs in the trunk. So that way, if I get pulled over, I'm like, officer, I've been trying to fix this. And that way I said, I'm going to say, you mind if I go in my trunk? He's probably going to think I'm going to shoot him or something. But <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I want to show you the bulbs. They're all, I'm using, I'm not putting my hands on the bulbs. I'm using this grease you got to dabble in. Now I'm looking to replace the little gadget where it goes in. I'm like, I, the next time I buy a new car, I'm going to do a documentary because I'm going to be like, um, listen, uh, 
How are the, are the bulbs good in this car? Like, are my bulbs going to break? That's, that's all I want to hear in Consumer Reports. This new car, the bulbs do not go out. I mean, Jimmy, the, I the car the car's 11 years old, man. Like, but it doesn't have that much mileage. But why are all the bulbs going out? That's not nothing to do with tires know, or transmission. I mean, it's 11 years I old. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my transmission smoking a cigarette, looking at the bulbs going, here at Jerichoff, I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, I, I, I'm losing my. Even the guy at the gas station, I pull up. He's like, "Really?" You know, he's, like, he's like disinterested. And then I think one time he put a replacement bulb in that wasn't new. And I was like, "Dude, are they new? Because if they're not new, like I need new." And then you you're supposed to replace two of them. So now I have this whole chart going on. So uh, along with my weight loss segment, you will hear every Monday did Jimmy one of Jimmy's brake lights or headlight bulbs go out. Um, nice. Maybe I'll have a whole new podcast. I'll get sponsored by autoparts.com. There you um, go. But it's just making me crazy. The other thing is, one of the greatest laws ever passed is this uh, shopping bag thing, right? Now, it's a great law because I've only realized now how many bags I used to, they all end up in a landfill and, and birds die from them. The problem is, I forget when I enter the store to bring the bag. And then some stores, like, they always have a couple bags they'll throw you. But some stores are like, no, 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 we have no bags. And then you try to walk out with, like, a ketchup bottle, mayonnaise, three rolls. You're walking out. And and then every mother's looking at you like, jerk off. And they don't even have the little handheld um, baskets. They got rid of those because people were stealing them and using them. Uh, Of course, in my apartment, I'm staring at them right now. I have like 90 bags, and I, all I have to do is bring them into the car. I go into the store and leave them in the car. Like, how stupid can I be? But I realize now, like, wait a minute. This bag thing is annoying me so much. What a great law. Because think about all the bags that are not being used in New Jersey now. I think it's a great law, even though my soul is aggravated. It's a small price to pay. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing's, nothing's cooler than walking out of Walgreens with like deodorant and under and tampons. If I go in there for my wife, like, hey, I got them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's Preparation H day here at the Sturgeo House. Exactly. My name is Dave Sturgeo. Like, yeah. And KY getting involved here from Walgreens. Sturgeo walks out with uh, tampons, KY, yeah, and Preparation like H. Holding it all like a football because they don't have a bag, not one bag. I'm like, is it, I even said, I was like, do you have any bags I can buy? You know, just like, I'll buy them right now. And they're like, no, sorry. And I was no, like, okay. We're, we're out of them. Water, out of them. water <laughs> the 36 case of water on my shoulder with fucking Q-tips in my hand. Like, it's just a mess. I hate and that. You know, I hate I that law. At, at my Walgreens, you know, they have like random stuff up front, like on a rack. <laughs> and like these hats. One said Jersey Shore, like oh, and there was like a random lonely Nick hat on the rack. I was like, <laughs> did, you, did you buy it? I looked at the guy. And I was like, I told the guy. I said, I said, uh, can you take down my cell phone number? He's like, why? I was like, whoever buys that Nick hat, tell him to call me. <laughs> but it was mixed in with like. It was mixed in with like summer fun. Oh. You know those generic hats? <laughs> it's like, like it was the kind of hat you. I get the feeling it's the kind of hat like if you if you're doing mason work and it's really sunny out and someone says, "Dude, your your back is burning." You run in, you grab a hat, and there's like, the, and you know what? It was a, an official, beautiful Nick hat sponsored by. No, no. I, I'm gonna assume if you look at it closely, it just says Nick, like plural, like singular, <laughs> and just Nick with the it's logo. A, you're like, is that a Nick? Is, is that a, is that a Nick? I don't even know. Uh, oh my it's god! Official? Oh, How it's much so is that? bad. Six ninety nine, actually. Six ninety nine for a shitty Nick hat that's unofficial. <laughs> it's so bad. And I'm like, who's gonna buy that hat? What a jerk! Next um, week on the Jimmy Palumbo show, the hat is on the head. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I may go there today and see if it's still there. I think you I, need um, to get it. It's so bad. But you know what's funny? I'll be in a bar or something doing comedy, or whatever, and all of a sudden I'll see a guy wearing a Nick hat, and I always go right to him. I was like. Dude, you're wearing a Nick hat. He's like, yeah, I'm a Nick fan. I'm like, you okay? Like, it's like, <laughs> on purpose? Discussion. Like, everything I write at home? Yeah. Did you lose your job? <laughs> it's like, oh, my poor Nick's. I know Dave's a big Nick fan, and we we just missed that 49 days of fun we had a year and a half ago. Yeah, remember that? That was fun. <laughs> the Knicks are only good during pandemics. The, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe they'll be. That's why every Come time on, there's another. on, monkeypox. I know. <laughs> And monkeypox has taken over the world. And the Knicks are on a nine-game run here. <laughs> oh, 
my God. Uh, I'm rooting for uh, You know what? Right. I'm going to get a hat that says Knicks, and on the back is the current variant on the back. <laughs> uh, I'm just so That's aggravated great. at the Knicks. I'm, I'm a giant fan, uh-uh. but my only saving grace was the Yankees, and now I can't watch them. That's the largest thing of water you're drinking right now. Yeah. Gallon. What do you... What do you I mean, I get very parched over here. When you got to do 18 podcasts a day, I need the I need the voice. (laughs) All right, Uh, we're we're digressing here, which is uh, I have fun when we do this. Okay, so the bags are good. Now I did stand up this weekend. I did a show in White Plains with Mike Marino and Bobby Gonzo. I you know what? It was a good show. Beautiful theater, middle of White Plains, downtown White Plains. Um, I had a solid set, man. I did about 25 minutes. Felt good. We had a lot of laughs. I improv a little bit. Crowd was very appreciative, as they say. Um, so it was cool. I was happy about that. Thing. Big shout out to Mike Marino for putting me on that gig. And then last night, I did a show in downtown Hoboken. How'd that go? Uh, at uh, William McBride's. Now, it was a special night for many reasons. Number one, the name of the, the, name of the comedy show is the Ajita Comedy Show, which is hysterical. <laughs> to me. Perfect. Uh, my boy, uh, Bradley Marco, put me up. I was the headliner. Really nice show in the back room at uh, Willie McBride's. Now, I haven't been to Willie McBride's since the night before I shot Kissing Jessica Stein when the two stars of the movie were screaming at me me on my phone, Jimmy, we need you tomorrow. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I was half in a bag. I was supposed to sleep in Hoboken because I didn't shoot till Monday. I had to drive home back to Colonia, wake up. I got three hours of sleep, woke up, drove into Brooklyn or Manhattan to do Kissing Jessica Stein. And then I got there like, oh, we don't need you for three hours. I literally bought like a a Sunday Daily News, used it as a a pillow and slept for two hours with like, you know, total cotton mouth and like I was a mess. But uh, beautiful. It's it's a cool little bar. People know it from Hoboken. It's a popular one. Really, the, the, the crowd wasn't huge. It was a Sunday night. Anytime you do a show and it's still bright out, you know, there's trouble. Uh, it was 7,000 degrees, but they had air conditioning. Nice show. Uh, the, the comics were really, really nice. They were younger. Uh, Mario Bosco and John Franklin, who was really funny. Um, and we're going to talk about him off the air. He worked for uh, Bet MGM. He wanted to hear about Chop and my show and everything else. A guy named Mike Kerrigan. A girl named Kate Nichols, who is a... Um, a bisexual comic that was doing very funny oral sex jokes. I can't even tell you. Her dad is gay, and she did she she nailed this without being graphic. She was doing very risque material, but with a smile on her face. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, Bradley Marco was very good. There was a Portuguese girl there named uh, either her name is Nacia, N A C Y A or Nacia. Totally lights out a ten on a scale of ten. Uh, and she was dressed like, I was like, whoa. I mean, this girl's just lighting it up here, sky jamming. <laughs> uh, my my nephew was there, Jimbo. He's the one who got me the gig because he lives in Hoboken now. And uh, my friend Eileen was there. And I realized, I looked at the audience. There was nobody over 25 in the audience. Nobody. And none of the comedians were over, not even close to 30. And I realized, oh, dear God, I am like un aging brett gardner here trying to so i literally grabbed the microphone and i was just like oh my god is this like grandfather day here at shay but i played into it i busted their balls i you know told them how to jerk off social media i ripped on it um and uh i uh i I taped the show video so i'm gonna be posting some of that um but i had a really you know what i had a nice set i had fun with the kids (laughs) living with the kids but there was four guys I was doing like baseball references and the women were staring at me like I was an old baby, but the four guys were crying. So afterwards they were buying me beers, hugging me like Johnny Trino, Billy. Oh my God. I'm thinking like you guys were four when the movie came out. <laughs> you know, Billy, you it's know? The, it stands the test were, of time, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, they were, uh, but they were really good audience. One guy, one guy, this is how you know you were a young crowd. One guy was like, I've never been to a stand up show in my life. <laughs> like, that's because you're only eight. How did you get in here? <laughs> like, right. My daughter's 13. She hasn't been to a comedy show either. Um, but I had a lot of fun with them. Uh, and it was a good, really, really good time. Um, comedians were good. and um, But most importantly, a little big news here coming out of downtown Hoboken. I texted Artie Lang. Uh, and I said, hey, Art, I'm doing a show in Hoboken. And I texted his sister too. And uh, I said, come by if you want. 
And he texted me back right away, which is rare. And he said, ah, maybe I'll go over there. And I was like, okay. Didn't say his, ah, I'd love to see you. And about 10 minutes before the show started, Artie Lang strolled in to with no shit. with his sister. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome to see him. He looks good. Uh, lost a lot of weight. He looks healthy. Um, and he sat in the corner. And uh, I said, all right, thanks for coming. His sister was ecstatic. Oh, we got him out of the house. You know, he showered. He got ready to go. Artie's sober, as I've been telling you guys for a long time. He's just trying to put it all together now. And uh, so I said to him, I said, Art, I said, listen, you want to go up? And he gave me a look. He was like, ah, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I said, all right. I said, listen, Art, anytime you want to do anything at the places I perform at, which are, you know, smaller venues, you know, I'll always be able to get you up. He's like, all right. So Artie stood there and uh, he watched the whole show. He was watching it very intently, which I guess he was trying to see what the, what the kids are doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a good set, which he was happy about. Um, and it was nice because a lot of the young comics know of him, but never have met him. And a lot of the young comics afterwards were coming up to him. Uh, hey, Artie, so good to see you and stuff. I think he got a kick being around comics again. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, he didn't drink or anything like that. He just hung out. He was very calm. He talked to anybody who wanted to talk to him. And uh, it was just really good to see him out. Uh, I didn't post anything about it yet. I was like, ah, let me just mention it on my podcast. Um, I even, I think already I'm going to have already on my show soon enough or maybe next week or the week after but it was just good to see him my boy Artie Lang um you know from Beer League and Howard Stern coming out last night at Willie McBride's Ajita Comedy um and coming out and being around comics again I think he got a real charge out of it himself that's awesome gave each gave each other a big hug I haven't seen him in a while and uh so I thought that was really really cool so um because of that because Artie Lang showed up at my show I decided to sponsor that by CornholeLevel.com. That's a matter of fact, I tried to explain to Artie about what Cornhole Level is. And he looked at me like I'm an oil painting. And then he smiled. He goes, what do you got? What is that? But I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is, Dave. If you play Cornhole and your board isn't level, you got a problem. It's embarrassing. Yeah. If you have a barbecue and you have lousy food and you have like warm coleslaw because it's sunny out, and then you go to play cornhole, mm-hmm. and the board is on a different angle. It's not at the right, uh, nothing is right. It doesn't go to and fro and up and down. However, now you can purchase a pair of cornhole level things that my buddy Mike Caprio, my second second baseman, um, this thing is 1995. It clips onto the hole. You move the thing all different ways, and it gets Jimmy, it perfectly level. There's no way I'm buying it at 19.95. Please tell me there's a way to save some money here. Well, listen, the, I know a lot of you can't afford the 19.95, especially the ones that are not doing my Patreon. Um, but they're 19.95. But if you put in the code JP Show or Chop Sports, you get 20% off your entire order, which means you save a dollar. We should probably think. You know what? I got a calculator right here. Let's see, 19.95 times. <laughs> Ten percent. Uh, so it's a uh, two dollar. You save four dollars, bro. So you come in at around fifteen ninety five ish. Now and, that um, is a bargain. <laughs> that I'm is a bargain. That. These things are great for stocking stuffers. These things are great <laughs> if you hate cornhole like I do. This is the perfect way to show up at a barbecue and bust somebody's balls by saying, "Hey, do you know what the legal angle is on cornhole?" Oh, no. What do you mean? Well, hang on. I certainly do. That's right. This thing works on all cornhole boards, indoors, outdoors. It works indoors. That's how good <laughs> whoever's playing indoor cornhole, there's a place for you. It's on ESPN3. Yeah, you just drop it on the board, and you're good to go. Uh, CornholeLevel.com. He's one of my fine sponsors here of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. It's a really cool get. It really, and you know what? It works. I've tested it out. The thing works. It's great. Um, I was in LBI, and I took a picture of a really shitty board that was flat, Almost like straight, no angular. I was like, you know, I wish I had time to tell this guy you need the cornhole leveler at cornholelevel.com. So, um, the I will, that's, I just had to get them out. So, I was supposed to do it earlier in the show, but I did it there. Now, uh, one quick, couple of quick things, and then we'll be done here. I, I started watching El Capitan, the captain on the thing. Um, I thought the first episode was great. Some things I forgot about and didn't know. 
But I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I had too much wine. I watched the second episode about 11 minutes in. That'll do it here. <laughs> I woke up and it was like, I woke up and it was an episode eight. I was like, wow, how long did I doze off here? Uh, I, for some reason, uh, I, I thought it. the second episode uh, didn't didn't capture me. But you know what? I love learning things about it gets better. Like Jeter. So I'm, I, I got to go back. I think it was just too late by the time I started watching. Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I got. I know you watch a lot of TV, um, and like obviously, I've I've watched all the captains so far. He's my favorite player of all time. So I love every second of it. I'm like hanging on every word. I watched two of three episodes of something. You got to check it out. It's it's uh, Woodstock '99. Oh, so, I've heard about that. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, I, how crazy I no, everybody was. I had no idea. First of all, in 99, I'm in eighth grade. So, like, I have zero clue this is happening. But, man, I'm only two episodes in and they haven't even, like, destroyed the place yet. So, like, I definitely, there's right. like a three part, I, three part series. It's fantastic. I watched it live from Manasquan, downtown <laughs> Manasquan, because uh, I was a huge Allman Brothers fan and I wanted to see their set. And from the TV, angle they didn't really show all the but i could tell it was really hot and it was rain coming and i was like i remember saying to myself i and Artie went my buddy krevlin went my buddy a bunch of people i know went and i, I you're I talking about like, 99 right yeah and okay because uh, there was one in 94 put, too no it wouldn't have been 94 it would have been the 99 one. okay 99 uh, all right because yeah i was just coming off a live on tape um so, uh, you know, they also went to, uh, for some reason, everybody was giving away tickets to the, all these Woodstocks, and Jimmy Palumbo was not getting involved. <laughs> but then I realized at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm too fat and too old. I don't want to deal with any, I don't want to deal with mudslides, uh, unless I'm with a big right hander throwing 104 miles an hour. You know, my luck, I'll end up with a journeyman going five and a third, stuck in the mud, <laughs> driving home with mud on my cheeks and mud up mm-hmm. my ass. Uh, but yes, I heard it's crazy. Well, did you see the documentary on that fire festival? Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. Crazy. You imagine? That is you some, imagine what it's a like, jerk like gourmet meals, right? And they're getting like, like grilled what? cheese and shit. They're yeah, like, what the like, fuck is this? <laughs> all these rich hot chicks getting off the plane, thinking they were going yep. to this high end thing. Yeah. And it looks like it, it looks like dump. you're on a parking carteret. Oh my god! Absolutely. <laughs> like uh, and the guy just. Then the guy was, then they tried to hand out water and then people were like, they couldn't get out of there. I would have, I swear to God, if I was with my buddy, especially some of the guys I hung out with back in the day, mm-hmm. and we gone there and spent all that money, and all of a sudden we realized it was just tents made from Home Depot. My buddy, some Nuts. of my buddies would have found the guy and killed him. I swear to God. Yeah, he would have been real. drowned on the yep. But yeah, I love all those kind of documentaries. They're, they're crazy really stuff. You know what's weird about documentaries? I used to like like before documentaries now come out, every four hours is another documentary. But mm-hmm. if you notice now that like some of them aren't that good, they're like shitty. They're like thrown together really quick. I mean, I, and then I don't when you watch them all. Get a good one. I love watching a documentary. I do. So I want to watch that Woodstock '99 when kids lose good. their mind. That's so funny. Uh, but the captain, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, it gets a little better there. But um, I mean, I'll go back and when I'm uh, wide awake and watch it. Uh, I will be. Uh, we, we have some. I'll be heading to Los Angeles um, on Thursday. I'm going from Thursday to Tuesday, so I got to figure out. We got to do the show live from from downtown Los Angeles. Um, I'll be right in the Hollywood Hills at my buddy Mark DeCarlo's house. We're doing some voiceover things. Um, I'm trying to line up. I, I had a gig that was lined up, but the stand up it went away. I'm trying to line up uh, another gig. I, th- I think I'll get something. I haven't done stand up in L.A. and I really want to. You know, I wasn't as good. When I was doing stand-up in L.A., so I finally feel like I was only throwing 80 back then. Now I'm throwing, you know, 88. But you know, I, just, I just want to see if I can strike somebody out there. Um, I'm also going to his 60th birthday party as well. So I'm combining a little bit of pleasure and with some work stuff. So we'll have to figure out um, what uh, when we're going to do the show. I don't want to skip a week because we never really do. It's the left coast, um, so you'll be three hours behind. So Yeah, which means if we're going to do 1 o'clock, it would be 4 o'clock. That could be problematic, but... Um, Probably we'll figure yeah. that out. <laughs> we'll figure it uh, out. I, uh, I know. I got to figure. We, we have, I'll call Chris and uh, maybe like three maybe, o'clock. Uh, three o'clock. If you're good at noon on a Monday, we should, we could do that. Probably it'll be three o'clock. Right. We'll go on right after your show. So yeah. that's my thing there, um, and that's it. Listen. Uh, bottom line is thank you to Absolute Eyewear, CornholeLevel.com. Thanks to um, 
the uh, Dave Sturt Show and Chop Sports. Please check out their shows, Chop Sports Daily. It's all over YouTube and all that stuff. And Dave's show, of course, uh, Sit Down with Sturge, which is really good. You're doing a nice job with that. And um, that'll do it here from the Omni. I know you got 15 podcasts to do. <laughs> I got a, I, I got a nap wearing think, it written on my name on it, bro. I need a nap right think, now. <laughs> you're going to be doing a podcast like a mime in about three yeah, hours. Yeah, I know. This is Dave Sturge show, and I don't feel like talking. Um, <laughs> This is, nap with, this is a nap with this is a nap with Sturge starting yeah, instead a of a sit down a nap right. with Dave Sturge show yep. and just show you napping on just it snor- just snoring that's all and also a big shout out your studios look fantastic all kinds of different colors in now and bunk beds yeah. I mean uh, couches bunk all beds. over the bunk beds yeah. Um, yeah I wish couches <laughs> and mirrors and all that so alright that's it another edition show now I, I guess next week is show 75 doesn't you feel like we should do like an NFL you know Top 75th anniversary. Seventy fifth anniversary show. <laughs> Can't believe it's been seventy five. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. And thank you to all my Patreon and Rob Pastor and Eileen Palumbo and Mary Eileen Riccardi, Joseph Palumbo, um, Big George Demosi, Mike Demosi, and of course Alex Stetsena coming in with the three. Although I, most of them are not three dollars, I'll tell you about that. So maybe I'm like right. maybe I'm a higher end podcast. <laughs> There you That's go. Funny. My brother still hasn't signed up. My nephews, they're all making big money. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. My uncles have signed up. It's like, it's just, just you know, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove everybody. Now, what do you think I'll have by next week? I'm at six right now. What, what do you got? What's your, you lost this week. You said seven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with an eight for next week. I think you're that I'm raising the bar. I, I think that there's enough people out there listening, and I see the numbers. I run the damn network, so I see that there's people listening out there. Guys, if you're listening, support the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Donate $3. <laughs> Stop being a goddamn cheapskate and donate to the show. How about that? That's it. And uh, that's it. And that's my show. We'll see you next week with a very special guest. I got a little tip now, baby.